Hello, and welcome to Theralit, Two Dope Therapists. Full disclosure, we don't own the rights to any music you may hear, and please be advised that this is not a substitute for your own personal therapy. Although we are licensed professionals and our answers will be from research and experience, our opinions will be interjected as well. If you feel that therapy is in order, please contact a licensed clinician in your area to start your journey. Now let's get started. Hey, good morning, Fran. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm awesome. tired. It's Sunday morning. Yes, Sunday mornings. Don't you just love them sometimes, though? I do. Sunday mornings are always refreshing for me. Yes. So I would like to say, you know, welcome everybody to our inaugural first recording for Theralit Two Dope Chicks podcast. Yes. Okay. This has been a labor of love on both of ours and a desire in so many different ways. And it's now become, um, it's come to fruition. So I'm so excited and I'm so happy. Super excited. Yes. So also, if you hear any technical glitches or anything like that, please forgive us because uh, we are two <laughs> dope therapists that are technically challenged too. Okay? Right. Let so, it ride. <laughs> right. We, you know, just understand we'll get better as time goes on. Okay. Um, but we want to start, we got a couple segments that we like to start with. Um, let's do a check-in on uh, uh, You start. How are you for real? Hmm. Let me take a deep breath. I am anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, excited. I'm a little more than excited. I'm overjoyed because, you know, it's exciting for me to be doing the podcast, but it's even more exciting for me to be doing it with you because this, like you said, we've been talking about this for a minute and trying to pull it together has just been (laughs) very interesting to say the least. So, um, I would say that I'm anxious and I'm excited. How are you today? Um, well, first of all, you know, you you can have me crying over here in a little bit. But anyway, um, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm excited, too, because, you know, I guess we finally got it. We got the right combination of people, too. Yes. Um, but today I um, I'm a little nervous myself, but I am at peace. Okay. Um, and I'm at peace in so many different levels in my life. And I'm just so I mean, I'm overjoyed about that uh-huh. um, because peace has not come. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, easy for me. So uh-huh. to be as at peace as I am right now, I am so grateful for it. So that's where I am today. Whoop, whoop. Everybody ignore my whoop whoops because well, she's our kinda, sound effect queen. They just kind of come out sometimes, <laughs> you know. That's fine, child. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? You got to release it. Okay. <laughs> so, so now we want to do a little introduction, you know, just give us a little background and this will evolve over time as the podcast goes. Um, but we'd like to invite you into who we are personally and also professionally. So um, my, this is Darnita. You know, I, I failed to introduce myself. Sorry. This is Darnita. Um, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist here in Charlotte and I own my own private practice, uh, which is Darnita D. Samuels, M-S-A-M-A-L-M-F-T. And I'm from Detroit, an amazing city. And so um, I've been in Charlotte for about 11 and a half years, North Carolina 12. So, hmm. Well, I am Nazenga Cates, and I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor um, in the state of North Carolina. Um, I am from the 814. <laughs> I am from Erie, Pennsylvania. 
um, wonderful place to grow up. Just kind of felt like uh, it was time to make a change. It wasn't really growing. So it was time to move. Um, I have been in, um, how long have I been in Charlotte? I've been in Charlotte going on eight years now, I think. Hmm. Um, and I am the owner of Kate's Counseling and Consulting. Awesome. Okay. So we also, we want to bring the questions to you, um, but we also want to give you like funny stories because some of the questions like we stated in our uh, intro video, they're very deep. Um, and some of these questions, um, you may see us do three or four questions, but then other times we may do one or two questions just because of the depth of some of these questions. But we like to break it up too, uh, not always be um, um, professional and or uh, theoretical approach. Right. All the time. Definitely want to have some fun time. So we have uh, a segment called Funny Stories from the Therapist Couch. And so, um, Zen, you want to tell your story? Yes, ma'am. So um, I had just started. I was renting an office space from someone in their suite. I had five clients. And although whether you have five clients or 80 clients, you always want to give your clients your full attention. Mm -hmm. However, when you only have five and you are building that clientele, everything that you say and do is so important. So have a session with a client, bomb session. I'm so excited, cloud nine. I scoot my chair over to get the card. And I have on these boots that I've had for some years. No business being on my feet, but I had them on. Scoot over, slide back to take the payment. And I noticed that my foot felt weird. And I turn around and the client says, yep, it's right over here. <laughs> I turn around and there is the heel of my boot in the middle of the floor. embarrassing like crazy embarrassing but it was great because we laughed about it and we just kind of moved on but that was the joke every time I saw this person make sure your heels is on tight <laughs> uh, yeah that that's a good one I like that one um sitting <laughs> over here because at first I wanted I wanted to laugh before you even got to the punchline because I was like this is about to get real serious but okay um <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. for mine, oh my God, I think for mine, um, so anybody who knows me, okay, I'm from Detroit, but people don't necessarily, if they hear me talk, they don't know where I'm from because they they, they think that I am from the South um, because my mom is from Atlanta. Um, and so it's like, I have this country city accent sometimes. And so for instance, I don't say words like everybody else. Um, sometimes like, for instance, one word is some people say daddy. Mm -hmm. it's daddy to me daddy yeah daddy you know and and so people are like what did you say so I was in session and I was having a conversation with a client and we started talking about like playing as a child um and so I was like so what kind of dials do you have oh. and they they had this real look of confusion and I'm sitting there like I know that that's the same word up up north and down south Right. And so they were like, can you say it again? I was like, dolls, you know, like, you know, and they were like, well, I, I don't I don't understand what you mean. I said baby dolls, oh, you know, like baby dolls, like Barbie. <laughs> and they immediately bust out laughing. They're like, Darnita, I, I didn't know what you were talking about. I thought you were kind of trying to say dials. And I was like, yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. Like dial up. 
Mm. Phone call. So <laughs> that has now happened twice <laughs> in a session with two different clients. Um, <sighs> where they have clowned me about my my, my vernacular. Okay. Um, but it's way. just you know, I hey, it's just something that happens, and I'm I'm good with laughing at myself. Okay. Yes. So. Got to be when you're a therapist. Absolutely. You take yourself too serious. And that's the thing, because the work we do is serious, but you don't necessarily have to be there. You, you know, you can have a life of your own and therapy can take on a, a good life of its own. And it can be yes. extremely rewarding. Um, and it can be, you know, some fun things that happens. Embarrassing. And, oh, well. my God. Yeah. Clearly, when you leave your heel in the floor. Um, yeah, like that becomes a focal point of the room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. So for anybody who would like to share their story, um, their funny stories for, you know, from the therapist couch, you know, if you had a situation in therapy that you think is funny, you want to share with us, please email it along with any questions you may have again to Theralit at Outlook.com. So we're going to go ahead and get into the questions. And our first question, what are some tools to deal with the mental state of the kids being in quarantine? So this is a really good question. It's so appropriate for right now. Um, because here's an opportunity to really understand and and learn your child. Um, Not every child is the same. So you may experience if you have more than one child in the home, whether it's your child, a niece and nephew, because a lot of people are um, quarantining with extended family. You learn the child. You may have one child that's um, thriving, and you may have uh, two or three children that are suffering. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, to deal with that, this is my opinion again, Start to understand that child, see what they like, see what they don't like, talk to them, see Mm -hmm. what their struggles are, if they have the language, okay, because sometimes kids, they they feel a thing, but they don't know how to say it, right, they don't know the right words or different things like that, so give them some creative um, ideas to do that, whether it's coloring, uh, acting out, going outside and expressing themselves, things like that, Um, other things are reassuring your children that although this is a unsure time, that certain things are always consistent, that they are loved, um, that people care about them, their family is intact, uh, and that, you know, they're provided for. Um, And so even though, for instance, if they're used to going to school and seeing their friends and now they're virtual school, you can still set up play dates, you know, however Mm -hmm. you and that parent choose. Um, You can also give them some consistency with, you know, whatever they do with the family. So, if you've, if you've been used to using or doing family time, continue family time. Mm-hmm. Um, change it up a little bit. Family time at the park. Family time uh, walking around. Family time in the backyard. And maybe even doing like outdoor camping. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like that. So you want to make sure that you are talking to the child. You're giving them, you're, you're reinforcing their safety um, and security issues if they have any. Um, you are keeping an open line of communication for them to express themselves in different ways. So another thing is, and I'm probably a lot of parents may cringe when I say that, but <laughs> children have energy. Okay. Yeah. So that sit down, be quiet thing. They got to be able to get it out. So sometimes that's a part of self-expression. So whether mm-hmm. they need to go outside or you need to give them loud time. Okay. And this may throw a lot of kids off because if you like, okay, you got five minutes for loud time, your clock is now. And they're looking at you strange. Like you're really going to let me be loud and right, do all these yell things. And scream and stomp. <laughs> yes. Give it to them, you know, because that's something that again, they need to look forward to because just like adults, we need a reward system. Children mm-hmm. need reward systems too. 
Um, And so it definitely can break up the uh, the feelings of tension and fear and different things like that that are happening. But then also don't be afraid to discuss how as parents we feel in this time, too. Right. Um, I think as parents, we try to um, shield our children from a lot of things. So we don't they don't know what it's like to actually be an adult. They have this image. Um, and so we hide a lot of things, but if we expose them to things within reason and we show how we express them, how we deal with them, then that can be a healthy, healthy coping skill for them in the future. So I agree. Um, I agree with just about everything that you said. Um, I think something that we often forget or have forgotten in quarantine is something as basic as space, you know, making sure that everybody has their own space because at the end of the day, depending on how old your child is, I will just be honest. I don't want to be in your face all day and I don't <laughs> want you in mine. <laughs> so, you know, there's got to be some space to everybody, you know, go to their own room or everybody just find a space outside um, to have your own thoughts. You know, I think that's really, really important. Also, just kind of get off your kids' nerves. <laughs> you know, this is mm-hmm. a this is a difficult time for everybody, you know, and like you said, you know, children are little adults. They have feelings. um, You know, they have things that they want to share. They have feelings that are pinned up, like you said, and, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not sure how to let it go. So it's really, really important for everybody to have their space and not to be harping on them about everything that they're doing wrong or, you know, is, is this chore done? Is that chore done? Granted the chores need to be done, but leave a little space for them to kind of, decide how they want to do it or when Mm -hmm. they want to do it and come up with a different schedule. You know, I think this is an opportunity to kind of redefine family, Mm -hmm. redefine what it looks like, keeping structure, but also giving some time to just relax and be comfortable in your own space. So I think, you know, on top of what you said, I think that it's just really important to allow kids to discover what quarantine looks like for them on their own and let them decide some of the things that they want to do. I know sometimes it's hard for parents mm-hmm. when you hear mm-hmm. let the kids decide. You yeah. Know, you get a little nervous, but absolutely. You know, let them decide some stuff that they want to do and let them enjoy it. I agree. You know, because again, you, you want to make this um this time where a lot of people are feeling pressure and, and anxiety. Um you know, you want to kind of normalize things and you also want to alleviate some of the strain that you may be feeling as well. Um, I also believe in and this one thing I forgot to say, family meetings. Yes. Um, because when you have a family meeting, sometimes you're just getting together and you guys can have a talk. I don't want it to be an official meeting like, you know, at your job. No, right. um, <laughs> but you can make it fun, you know, while you guys are either doing a puzzle together or, you know, even playing a game outside where everybody has time to input to say, okay, how are you feeling about what's going on and different things like that? But then also, you know, it's a way to do a check-in too, because, you know, just how are you feeling about our family, how we operate, how we do things? Right. Um, Because I know as adults, we, we tend to, you know, think that we are the subject matter experts, but sometimes kids, because they are so simplistic and they don't complicate things, they really have some of the best answers ever. Yes. Um, And so we need to be open and humble enough to take the input from our children, not to say that they run the show. I'm not saying that, but just be open and let your child know that they, their opinions are valued and that they matter. Right. Scary time for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, 
question number two is kind of along the same lines. Yep. Um, what are some good creative outlets or activities for those of us who are still in quarantine to break up the routine? Um, you know, just have and go with the flow days. Mm. You know, every day doesn't have to be structured. You know, we were laughing earlier. <laughs> Darnita gets on me because, you know, I don't get up early because I don't have to. And like at the end of the day, if you don't have to be up doing things, it's okay to relax. You know, it's okay to, you know, wake up and watch a movie instead of jumping up and, you know, doing a million things on your list. So I would say, you know, one of the activities would be just relaxing movie time. Quiet time. I'm a big fan of quiet time. You guys have <laughs> yes, probably you picked up on that already. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I love quiet time. Um, but every day doesn't have to be structured. Every day doesn't have to have a routine. Um, I think some good creative outlets are, you know, coloring is always fun. Um, great stress reliever because, mm-hmm. you know, most people learn to color in the lines. So you're more focused on coloring in the lines than you are what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Um, puzzles, um, Animal Crossing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Huge fan of Animal Crossing. Um, but video games with your kids, you know, basic things that your children like, if you know they like it, just sit down and do those activities with them. You know, it doesn't have to be a time set on how long you do it. Just have fun, you know. And I think that's one of the things that I've been working on with my um, teens and their parents is just allowing yourself to have fun and enjoy the moment and being present in the moment instead of thinking about what's the next thing that we're going to do. Yeah. I really like that. Well, I would say, you know, being, having creative outlets or activities is is basically, you know, what your family enjoys, what you like doing, you know, and have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, like piggybacking off of what you said, you know, like um, go with the flow days. It's like themes, you know, so break it up. I mean, I love 70s shows, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a 70s baby. And so, you know, I like (laughs) Sanford and Son. I like Good Times. I like um, Welcome Back, Cotter. I will go back and watch all those reruns. Right. Um, But sometimes theme it up. So, you know, you can have a pajama jammy jam day. Um, Mm -hmm. where nobody, you know, you just get in your pajamas and you blast music that's, you know, from that era all day. Mm -hmm. Um, You can do even like, if you have children, even if you don't have children, a scavenger hunt, find stuff. Yep. Um, Even that, you know, they have what you find, find, right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, So, you know, even like, um, you know, the painting classes. So they're doing things virtually. Um, They will drop the things off at your door. It's, you know, contact list. You pick it up and then you, you log in for Zoom um, and learn how to paint. If you don't feel safe, you know, going into a building. Um, I decorated my whole house. Yeah, decorating your house or, you know, even landscaping your backyard. Um, mm-hmm. I know somebody who turned their backyard into an oasis and that thing looks amazing during this mm-hmm. time. But then also kind of sitting down with yourself because we are used to being so busy that we avoid Constantly a lot of the things yes. that we need to deal with and we keep mm-hmm. putting it off. Right. So here's a great opportunity to deal with yourself and yes. the people around you. How are you really showing up in your relationships? How are you really, you know, is this and is this the way you want to really show up? Because if it's not, here's the perfect time to change it. Right. If it is, kudos to you and figure out how you can even you can do it even better. 
And, um, you know, that's one the question was, you know, specifically about the kids, but mm-hmm. you're right on the money because you can also do that with the kids as well. You know, mm-hmm. have exploration mm-hmm. days, self-exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things we could go on, on and for on. Yeah. hours yeah. about so. different things that you can do with the kids in quarantine and different activities. But really, what, you know, what do you like to do? What do your kids like to do? Figure um, that out. Figure that out. And once you figure it out, run with it mm-hmm. and have a good time. Be mindful, be in the moment yep. and enjoy your children. Absolutely. Next, mm-hmm. what we doing next, girl? Trivia. Trivia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I have to mm-hmm. find some questions. So mm. we are doing. <laughs> we are going to do some movie trivia. And what movie do we want to do here? I, I I don't know. I hope it's one that um, I know. Let's see. I want to just stick with a different world trivia. It's not a movie. It's a TV show. Yes. But it was a good one. My favorite. And Darnita, I'm going to ask you three questions. I'm going to okay, see please. how well you know a different world. Let me see. Let's see. Let's start. Question number one. I hope I know the answers because the answers aren't even on here. God bless America. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is something. Oh my gosh. Um, let me see. What famous actor did Whitley have a crush on? Denzel Washington. Uh, <laughs> Denzel. Denzel. Yes, Denzel. Okay. <laughs> she grabbed a picture down when she thought the building was on fire. Right. <laughs> well, you're real serious about okay. Let me tell you, I know. Oh my gosh. What nickname did Dwayne's mom give him? Chipmunk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, let me see. Let me see. Hmm. What was Mr. Gaines's wife's name? Oh, is it a multiple choice? What yep. Okay. A. Selma. Uh huh. B. Selma. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> C. Telma. No. Nope. D. Velma. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. Velma. Mm-hmm. I know my show. Yes, you, you clearly do. When you knew about Whitney taking a oh, Whitney. Okay, get am I on the right show? I don't know. Whitley taking her picture when she thought the building was burning down. Yes. Yeah, you were really okay. into it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's the trivia. Good All job, right, Darnita. Thank you very much. You know, you did that friend. That's the hey. That's the best show ever. Well, at least one of them. So, one of them. Yes, it was good. Yes, it was. So. All right. So back to the questions. And the next question I have to put out um, a disclaimer that this is um, this could be a very triggering question for some. Um, And so I just want to put a disclaimer out there to understand that um, this is a very sensitive subject that we're about to uh, discuss. Okay. so the uh, next question is coping mechanisms for a child who was sexually assaulted or molested at the age of five years old. So this one, this one is a heavy question. For a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's, my, I have a couple questions that you know, of course, they can't be answered right now. Um, but I'm, is the child still five years old, or right. have they progressed in age? You know, things like that. Um, right. Are they grown? Right, because there's a lot of you know implications. However, one thing that I want to address with that. Um, 
coping mechanisms first. Make sure I don't care what age this person is now. Get a therapist. Yes. And not just any therapist, a therapist that is trained, well-versed, however you want to say it, in childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. um, sexual abuse, things Mm -hmm. like that. Yes. Um, Any and if this person is older and now has developed a mental health diagnosis because of the trauma, um, you want to have someone who can address that as well. Um, So that's first and foremost, therapy, therapy and therapy. Secondly, the child's safety um, and security concerns need to be addressed. So has this person been identified or people because it can be multiple? Right. Um, Right. Has the um, have the police been contacted or, um, you know, seek legal advice to find out what your options are to protect this child and and or press charges. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the child specifically, listen to them. Find out what they need at this time. Um, and that means when you say when I say find out what they need at this time, sometimes they don't want to be touched. Right. So there needs to be an alternative way for the child to express the fact that they need some care and concern and how you can express it for them Mm -hmm. um, without touching. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they could be very clingy. So reassuring them as well, but then also providing it in, in, uh, you know, enough that, you know, they can feel, they can start to feel some normalcy. Okay. Um, Also, I feel like, you know, there may be therapy is wanted for whoever is in the household. So parents, uh, grandparents, things like that. This is not something that needs to be broadcasted to the universe. So I'm not saying that. Um, But the people who are going to come come in contact with this child need to understand, A, the level of trauma that they've been through. um, And then also how, you know, people are feeling now that they know because there is residual feelings regarding that for the people who are around them. Um, and then also a plan of how do we go forward after this? Um, I also feel that uh, for the child, um, again, allowing them to talk, get it out however they need to. If they have the language to express it, listen, validate how they feel in their experience. You can empathize with it. you my answers. Sorry, child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you just want to be there. You want to know that the child is being there and also please, and this is just me, I've worked with so many people who have told and their primary caregivers or family of origin or the people around them didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this, never, ever choose a perpetrator over a child. Yes, never. Because ever. you are doing such a disservice if you choose that perpetrator over your child. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say, you know, when, when someone, when they come to you with this information, Mm -hmm. as hard as it may be, Mm -hmm. try to keep a level head. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that it's, it's difficult to hear that from them. Yes. Um, but you know, the worst thing, you know, that you can tell a child is, oh, I'm going to kill somebody or, you know, wait till I see them because then the child is more than likely not going to want to talk to you about it because, well, what happens if my mom goes? Mm -hmm. What happens if my dad does kill this person? Now they're going to be gone. Who's going to protect me? Mm -hmm. So, you know, making sure to do your very best. It's okay for them to see some emotion. Yes. But, you know, do your best to keep a level head about what you say to the child because that can be damaging. And can I interject as an example? So 
okay, I'm sure everybody is well versed on and know who Maya Angelou is. Mm-hmm. If you ever read her book, I know why the cage bird sings. This is a, it is, but this is a segment where she didn't talk for how long? Seven years? A long time. I because don't know years, but it was a long she, time. Exactly because she told um, her grandmother that she was um, she was assaulted, and mm-hmm. family justice. They murdered the person, and she thought her words killed that person. So she mm-hmm. stopped talking for a number of years. Right. So. It can happen. So go ahead, Nazinga, I'm sorry. No, I mean, a lot of what I was going to say is, you know, you already kind of hit it on the head. Um, Just making sure that the child feels safe. I, you know, I think one of the major injustices that I see with um, family members is, you know, well, I didn't believe her Uh or I didn't believe him. What is there to believe? (laughs) You know, make sure the child is safe first. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether you believe it or not, you know, make sure the child is safe, because at the end of the day, what if they are telling the truth? You've now further traumatized them by having them around that person day after day after day. Absolutely. So, you know, safety of the child is, is first and foremost. You know, again, if this is an adult, someone who is now an adult, um, therapy is key. Um, you know, going to somebody that's going to allow you to say how you feel, validate your feelings, um, and just allow you to have your moments. I think, you know, one of the things is people want to tell you to get over it. When you're an adult, things that happened in childhood, people are so quick to tell you, get over it, get over it, girl, you should be over Mm -hmm. that by now. That happened when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. That's traumatizing. Yes. And until you deal with that issue, it is going to keep coming up over and over and over again until it's dealt with. So, you know, go to therapy, talk Mm -hmm. about it, get it Mm -hmm. out. Um, If there are people around you that don't support you, that, you know, don't want to validate your feelings, it doesn't sound like those people really need to be a part of your life. Right. Um, That's your story. And you need to be validated um, all of the time about how you feel. I 100% agree. That's my take on that question. Mm -hmm. That That was a good one. Yeah. Because overall, I mean, there is... I don't know about you, Darnita, but mm-hmm. I would say the majority of the people that I meet with mm-hmm. have some type of sexual trauma that has been hidden, that they don't talk about. They may mm-hmm. even lie in the first sex- session when you ask them about sexual abuse, they mm-hmm. will tell you no. Mm-hmm. And as they get comfortable with you, then they start to unfold those layers and tell you about their childhood trauma, their sexual abuse, and, you know, I would almost everybody that I meet with. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's more so, um, it's emotional. There are, there are some sexual abuse for me. And when you start talking about like first session, so in my intake information, I do ask about (laughs) any type of abuse, um, sexual, uh, domestic, Mm -hmm. you know, anything like that. Anything. And so there are times where even in, um, you know, especially coming with couples, okay, um, you know, you try to get, you try to dig a little deeper because you are basically taking two individuals, their past and everything and mingling them together when mingling them together when you start to say, I do. Right. Um, and so one person, it comes out, you get this feeling in the room that comes across and it's just like, I know that that's there, you know. 
And so sometimes, you know, you want to respect people's boundaries and how they feel about things. And so you, mm-hmm. you kind of poke and prick. And then all of a sudden it just comes out like a, yep. you know, a bomb, a bomb is dropped. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. boom, you know, this happened. Can you or they don't the even realize that it was, it That's was molestation the thing. or sexual abuse. <laughs> yes, or assault. You know, that or is... assault. Because that's the yes, thing that happens a lot. Yes, and so when you when you literally have to tell someone that you do, you realize it's like you almost have to take a time out because they're just going along with their story, and you're like, wait, wait, mm-hmm. do you realize that you just told me that you have been sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. not just one time, but every time that you have intercourse with it with someone, right, is what you just told me, and they're like, what are you talking about? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you literally just said this to me, right. You know, and so processing what that is and getting them to understand, it's like... And what th- that you know, means to them. Correct. It's very important. Exactly. You know, and how then they have, um, you know, oriented in life from that. They're like, oh my God, that's why I would do this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Mm. Yep. And it's, it's, it's interesting when you sit and you watch them put the pieces together in their mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's why I do this or that's mm-hmm. why... You know, I, I'm very comfortable in this setting, but not in this setting. Correct. Um, and so watching them put those pieces together is is one of the most beneficial moments of therapy. Um, mm-hmm. The aha moment. Yes. When so, everything comes together. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. But then also sometimes you need a little extra processing time because mm-hmm. you can't let people leave the room and they right. expose that much. Right. Um. So it, 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 this, this topic, you know, is relevant, um, un- unfortunately, you know, um, more relevant than we give credit, to credit. For, yeah. And that's the thing. People just in 20, what year are we in? 2020. It's all blurred together. In yeah. 2020, you know, we still don't talk enough about sexual abuse. We you really know, don't. We, we don't talk about it. Um, we miss it in church. We miss mm-hmm. it, you know, in our home. It's something that needs to be talked about. Well, um, yeah. So you brought up a subject because, um, and th- this is a whole different topic, you know, but because those two places that you listed, mm-hmm. it happened, it, you know, I, it has happened a lot. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to expose my dirty laundry and address it mm-hmm. when it happens? Right. Do you get what I'm saying? And so, you know, of course we're going to keep it hidden you know, right. things like that attached a stigma to it and this stain of shame and guilt and different things like that. So mm-hmm. that that right there could be like a podcast by itself. That's, but girl, that's about four yeah. five podcasts. Absolutely. So Ooh. wanna go to the last question for today? Um, how are you feeling? I have lost track of <laughs> let's mm-hmm. see. Um thank you so much for sending that question. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's what I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the stuff that, you know, that hurts. Let's yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I'm just, okay, so. The last question. How do you begin to heal from years of being put down, yes. let down, and dogged? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this question <laughs> really resonated with me um, because Clearly, when I was when I was reading it, I understood that as the scapegoat of mm-hmm. the family. Um, mm-hmm. Years of you know it being your fault. Mm-hmm. Everything's your fault. Um, everybody around you is better. Yes, um, and it's almost like you have to work harder to prove yourself. And no matter how hard you try, it's still not good enough. I think the very first thing, clearly, is therapy. That's going to mm-hmm. be the answer for everything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in therapy, you know, something that needs to be worked on is being who are you rediscovering who you are so that you can be comfortable with that. Because I think when you're the scapegoat, um, you don't really know who you are because you're, you try to define yourself by what people want. Mm-hmm. So you oftentimes become a people pleaser. Um, and so, you know, really doing the research to figure out what it is that you like and, and who you want to be um, and being okay with that and being comfortable with that. A lot of self-esteem work has mm-hmm. to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and if possible, you know, doing some family work, mm-hmm. you know, um, what do you want your family to look like now so that that doesn't happen in your house to the children in your house or the other adults in your house? Nobody's getting scapegoated, you know, um, it's definitely important, but I, I think most of all is, you know, really getting an understanding of who you are as an individual, um, what you want to do. If you need to get away from those individuals who are scapegoating you, which I highly suggest, set those boundaries, you know, make sure those boundaries are clear because you teach people how to treat you. So, you know, if you're not setting those boundaries and helping them understand how they need to treat you going forward, um, that's something that you need to do. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. And I just want to add to that Um, because you've never been acknowledged. You have to acknowledge yourself, your story, Mm -hmm. your journey, right? The whole totality of yourself. A lot of times, especially with people pleasers, I, you know, I look at it as eyes on the stove. They aren't even on the burner. They're on Mm -hmm. a hot plate in the middle trying to get heat from everything else. Right. Right. And so the thing is acknowledging where you were, who you are, your Mm -hmm. story, you know, who affected you, things like that. And how that felt. Exactly. Because Sit as a with scapegoat, it. you are not allowed to feel. Right. You know, as soon as you start talking about how you feel, people just, they turn off. You know, they don't want to hear it. And so acknowledging your feelings, Absolutely. that hurts. Absolutely. So, you know, in the midst of that, when you're acknowledging yourself, also it's important to start to put yourself first. So, mm-hmm. meaning... If you are tempted to put it externally, like, okay, well, this person is going to be, you know, uh, this person needs me in this way, but you don't have it, don't give it. Right. You've got to learn how to say no. Okay. And I, you know, the clients that I work with, you know, I always tell them you have to give people the gift of no. Boundaries. Because when you, exactly. So when you start telling people no, you you start to allow them to live their own lives. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, they can live it without you being the main person in it. Okay. Absolutely. Um, There's also tied to this. Um, So for me, I feel like I'm an inner child therapist. Um, I do a lot of inner child work. And basically, in a nutshell, what that means is there's different points in your life as you grew up um, that you have pain, you have trauma. And, you know, trauma is defined how trauma is for you. Okay, so it doesn't mean that you've been, you know, it doesn't mean that you had some horrific incident to happen. It trauma is being let down. Trauma mm-hmm. is being told that, you know, well, I'm going to pick your sister over you. That's trauma. Right. Okay. Um, so trauma, you have to define what trauma is for you. But talking to yourself at that age to first acknowledge how they felt at that time. Right. Find out what they needed um, that they weren't getting from people mm-hmm. and then try to give it to yourself. And so you may meet yourself at different points in your life because there's so many different experiences that will come to mind that you're still hurting from and you're grieving from. And it is okay. Those are those triggers. 
Absolutely. You have to you have to do the work to figure out what those triggers are, and you won't be able to identify all of them. No, you know? sometimes you'll you'll be able to pinpoint them. Some days you're just having a bad day. You really don't know what happened, and that's the thing. And, and it's also, okay. Also, you have to be able to get to certain levels to under you know to to identify triggers because you can't get to the third trigger if you haven't hit the first one. Exactly. Um, so you definitely want to make sure that you're working uh, with a therapist who. Uh, does inner child work and can address those concerns Mm -hmm. um but then here's the thing too you owe it to yourself not to be become your own perpetrator now exactly Um, because we take on the behaviors of the people who hurt us Mm -hmm. so you know nobody can hurt us more than we can hurt ourselves self-sabotage yes oh my goodness let's not sabotage is huge you know you will get to a point that you don't feel like you deserve anything positive and so when something positive comes along you will sabotage it every time because you don't think you're worth it and here's an example of what people say well when everybody else is happy then I get happy right. uh, no mm-hmm. so if you've been saying that let's find a therapist that's how about this you. he makes me happy oh yes or I'm not happy unless I have someone around Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So it, those are some key phrases that you know start to do your work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can break those uh, that cycle of of trauma and abuse. Um, right. You know because you don't have to continue it. Um, and I do like what you said as well, uh, Nzinga, of you know trying to change the family dynamic that you have now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so not keep don't keep it going don't keep it going because you know how it feels and so it doesn't have to be second nature you can break it okay right and a lot of times you find that out in therapy because i think so many behaviors are just second nature to you you don't even realize that you're doing it yes um and then when you go into therapy i think this is probably one of the most hurtful parts of therapy because Mm -hmm. therapy has its ups and downs you know Mm -hmm. Um, It's real self-discovery that goes Mm -hmm. on in therapy and finding out that you are doing the same thing. The one thing that you tried to run away from the most is the very same thing that you are doing can be very painful to discover. But once, you know, when you're with a therapist that allows you to feel that, that allows you to grieve what you have been through Mm -hmm. and what you are um, actually putting out into your family and helps you work through that pain you can then start to change the dynamic of how you work with your family and how you work with your children. Um, and it becomes a beautiful process, you know, to say, okay, that wasn't right. Let's do that again. Forgive yeah. me. I apologize. Let's do something different. You know, that's really, really important. Absolutely. So, so everybody, this is the end of our first episode of our podcast. see i knew it was gonna come in (laughs) (laughs) you know for a while i forgot about my noises well i think we got into the questions and then we just started having a conversation really really good questions um there's there's so many more questions that we weren't able to get to right because of time yeah we will get to those questions we absolutely will get to them um you know but we just had to we had to pick some yeah so these are the ones we're starting with um we're going to be producing this podcast bi-weekly um it'll be out on tuesdays and so our inaugural episode again is tuesday august 25th of 2020 so thank you everybody who's tuning in and listening please give us some feedback on what you think of the show um please be constructive um because we are people (laughs) first right and a therapist second 
Um, right. You know, so we try to provide as uh, constructive as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So we just, I just want to say, if you're being mean and snarky, uh, you won't be addressed. Um, right. <laughs> so skip right over. Exactly. So miss me with that. Um, and so just understand this is to uplift and assist, not right. tear down and demoralize. Okay. Right. right. Um, and so thank you so much. For those who are tuning in, um, who will become faithful listeners, hopefully, um, we definitely appreciate you. Send your questions to Theralit, T-H-E-R-A-L-I-T at Outlook.com. We look so forward to uh, engaging with you during this platform. And so everybody enjoy your time. Be safe and be well. Yes. Um, And And get to those quarantine activities that we talked about. Absolutely. So. All right. Bye-bye for now. Bye.